whether you abstain from sex or you don't abstain from sex is, is not something that guarantees 100% that you're going to have a good marriage because there are good girls who enter into marriage and then they have bad marriages because probably they are ex- because they they have a whole concept about what sex is about so even in marriage they can't really enjoy marriage they can't really enjoy sex and we have bad girls in quotes who may be uh, promiscuous and then they go into marriage and based on whatever experiences that they have had they're able to satisfy their partners then again the question is is marriage only about sex from silentbeast.com this is lab issues bringing you real stories from real people i am your host afia ajman When Gertrude was growing up to become a woman, her parents gave her three sets of rules to live by if she wanted to become the kind of woman every man wanted to marry. She lived her life following these rules, but life turned out differently for her. All her friends who lived life carelessly and were called bad girls had been able to get men to marry, and she was still single. Do men actually go after good girls, or do they just go after whatever tickles their fancy? Gertrude writes about her experience in her story. Bad girls become the brides while good girls become their bridesmaids of Anna. It's read by Joanne Ketia. Jo has a new exciting podcast called Adult Anonymous, which seeks to highlight the highs and lows of adult phase of life. I woke up one morning, went through my clothing and realized I had all the colors of the rainbow in there. The pink and white dress was for a joyous wedding. I remember. I remember also that I wore the turquoise and white gown to Susie's wedding immediately after school. The royal blue and white dress was what I wore for Mansa's wedding recently. I was the bridesmaid for all these weddings, and twice I was the only one who caught the bouquet. If the tradition was true, I should have been the next to marry, but here I am, still single. Growing up, my parents taught me three basic things. A, keep your virginity for your future husband. Men respect women who are chaste. B, a woman has to cover up. There's no need showing your body to the world. Your body is for your husband only. C, the way to man's heart is through his stomach. Get good in the kitchen or else your beauty will lead you to marriage, but your bad kitchen skills will bring you back home. These three lessons stuck with me like glue, and my parents ensured I lived every day following these lessons. I didn't have a male friend when I was young. It didn't feel right to have one. I thought it would be easier to fall into temptation if I kept a male friend. Even in church, my relationship with guys ended after church service. Guys who for a reason or two ended up in my house looking for me had my parents to contend with. 
That was the case until I became a boarder in senior high school. In high school, I met Asantua and she became my best friend until we completed school. Asantua was everything that I was not. Though she was a member of the scripture union that is SU in school, nothing stopped her from doing things you wouldn't expect from a member of the SU. She had a boyfriend in school, and by the time we were in our final year, Asantua had broken all the rules in the school. She could leave campus without Eziat, visit a boyfriend, and sometimes spend some days. She would come back to school and tell me everything she did while away. I loved her spirit of adventure, but I couldn't do it too because I had a promise to keep. A promise that was supposed to ensure a better future for me. She wouldn't take my advice and saw no need for chastity when in her own words, sex opens a lady's eyes to the world. We were able to maintain our friendship because upon all her wildlife, we had one friend that kept us together, prayers. She never skipped SU prayer meetings and she never skipped church services. After senior high school, we both had admissions to different universities and gradually, we lost touch. I shared a room with Susie at the university and we became friends immediately. She was a passionate reader and a movie addict. She didn't go out a lot since she always had something to watch on her laptop. Her boyfriend, Luis, came around very often and I became friends with Luis too because of his easygoing nature. Susie didn't judge my way of life, though she always insisted that I loosen up she respected my choices and encouraged me through thick and thin. One afternoon, during our usual conversations, she said, I understand your decision of staying chaste and keeping it for your husband, but how would you have a husband if you don't have a boyfriend? She continued, husbands don't just happen. Boyfriends become husbands. She was right. Whoever becomes my husband would be my boyfriend first. I started opening up to the idea of dating, but the rule was simple. We would be just friends at first, and when we were sure of each other, we would then decide to marry, but no intimacy before marriage. I spelled the rules out to whoever came my way. At first, they seemed to have understood it, but as time went on, they changed and began asking for the very thing we decided to avoid until marriage. Most of my relationships didn't work out. From the second year on campus to the final year, I dated three guys and the longest time I remained in a relationship was seven months. I didn't know what wasn't working for me. Apart from not providing an opportunity for intimacy, I thought I was doing fine with them. But somehow, they all left without giving me any reasons. They started by not calling and then not receiving my calls and later stopped seeing me. I wasn't bothered, so... I wasn't bothered so much because I knew what I wanted. I knew my upbringing and I knew it was the only right thing to make my future man happy. Susie got married to her school boyfriend some few months after graduation. I was the bridesmaid and I couldn't be anything but happy for them. I remember recounting the stories of their relationship in my head 
during the wedding ceremony, their little fights and some moments when they were not talking to each other. I remembered how I had to stay out some nights because they needed the room to do their own thing and how one night they did it while I was sleeping right in the room with them. Susie wasn't a good girl, but then who is a good girl? From how I was brought up, a good girl should be able to abstain from sex until marriage. A good girl should dress to cover the vital areas of womanhood. A good girl shouldn't be found in places where immoral men hang out. The only place for a good girl is in the church and also should make the kitchen her best friend. If these are the truth, then Susie wasn't a good girl. But there she was, getting married to the man of her dreams. I know Mansa from childhood because we both grew up from the same church and was even in Sunday school together. We became part of the various societies in the church as we age. Mansa wasn't the typical church girl you would be proud of. She was the girl every mother warned their daughter about. I remember one day when an elder of the church was advising me to distance myself from Mansa. The exact words he used was, don't you think Mansa is too hot a girl for you to hang around with? Mansa found a husband, and again, I was the bridesmaid of the wedding. Too hot found her husband in the same church. Maybe men wanted too hot, who knows? I thought to myself. Recently, I came across wedding anniversaries photos of Asantua. You remember her? Yeah. My high school mate, who believes sex opened a lady's eyes to the world. Asantua had been married and celebrating the anniversary with her husband and kid in photos spread on her Facebook page. She too found a man who didn't care about the fact that she wasn't a virgin. Someone married her, regardless. These stories of my, in quotes, bad friends getting married whilst good, in quotes, me is still single, made me think differently about the whole concept of who and what a good woman is. My parents had the best intentions, but the motivation of their intentions was wrong. They thought of creating the kind of woman a man would want to live with instead of molding me into the kind of woman I would grow out to be proud of. What is it about a man that a woman has to be molded for? Maybe women should be raised for themselves and not for a man because what a man wants can be predicted. A man will always want what he wants and his choice of a woman follows no trend. I have no regret. I'm happy for those I'm happy for. Maybe my situation of not having a man in my life at the age of 35 has nothing to do with my decision to remain chaste until marriage. Like my pastor mostly tells me, the one God has prepared for you would wait till you get married before intimacy. I'm believing that and I pray I remain stronger until the end. But from what I have seen, I believe being a good girl has little or nothing to do with it when it comes to who a man chooses to marry. Most like it hot. The hot ones are the ones you mostly call bad. Joanne Ketia is a poet and a medical sonographer by profession. She's also a podcaster. She's the host of the Adult Anonymous podcast, 
a podcast that discusses issues about adult living. You can listen to Adult Anonymous on all your podcast platforms. I'm so glad we have you today, Joe. Um, how are you doing? I am doing good. How are you? I am fine too. So before we talk about the reading, tell me about your podcast. Okay, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to talk about my podcast. So it's the Adult Anonymous podcast and... Um, it's basically a platform where I interview people so that we talk about issues surrounding the adult living. So it's all about hearing narratives. It's all about hearing stories about research, anything that has to do with adult living, from messy stories to nice stories to beautiful stories, like anything that has to do with adult living. Yeah, so Googly stories. So if someone wants to listen, where would they find you? Oh, they can just um, listen on many um, podcast platforms, uh, Spotify, Google, Apple. They can even listen on AudioMac, um, Anchor, Pocket Cast. Yes, all these platforms, they can have access to it. Yeah. So right after listening to this, please go and check out Joe and Ketia on Adult Anonymous. So Joe, Gertrude said that the rules doesn't work. Being chased, dressing decently and all of that doesn't get you a man. What do you think? It's, it's quite a tricky one. I think people have their choices and it, it doesn't really have to do with anything. If a man is bent on having someone who is hot, he'll go for who is hot. If he's bent on having someone who is cold, he'll go for who is cold. If a man wants a church girl, he will go for a church girl. If a man wants a club girl, he will go for a club girl. I think it's it's not even just about what a man wants. It's about people having preferences and having choices, and it has to do with what they want in a, in a relationship, what they want in partnership. So, I think it all has to do with what people want, and that is what they go for. Yeah. Okay, so it, it's all about what people want. Thank you so much. Thank you too. Yeah, and I hope you enjoyed. Yes, I did. Love Issues comes from your favorite relationship stories on silentbeast.com. If you would like your business to feature on this podcast, send us a message on our WhatsApp line 0593-290-182. We are grateful to all who send in their stories. We admire their strength and courage to share their stories with the world. This podcast is brought to you by Neskin Media and is executive produced by Nesta Jojo Iskin. Original score and sound comes from pixabay.com. If you love what you just listened to, kindly subscribe to us on Apple or Google Podcast or wherever you are listening to this. would also love it very much if you could share with your family and friends. My name is Afia Ajman. Thanks for listening and see you next week.